0: All right, y'all. You are not going to want to listen to this podcast without a pen and paper or open your note section. Not while you're driving, but this is really critical. Dr. Justin Mosley, also known as the Mindset Doctor, brings some mind bombs today. He is going to wreck you in all the best ways, of course, with some incredible wisdom and in a sense of peace and kindness that is so amazing that I'm so grateful to be connected to You guys, he's not only helped over 2,500 entrepreneurs, he's not only read 2,000 books, 100 books a year, he's not only invested $500,000 in his personal development, but he is a man of God who literally puts his energy at stake every single day to serve others, and he protects it in the process with meditation, with prayer. I mean, really? Does it sound too good to be true? No, 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 no. He's becoming just like you and I. He admits to it. He talks about his near-death experience. And I hope that it allows you to borrow his belief enough to say yes to the calling on your life. He says, don't stay in your comfort zone. Say yes to your calling, not comfort, calling. Today is your day. Say yes and listen in to all of the mic drops. This is your God Wink, the moment that heaven says, for such a time as this, it's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love Whole Foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth, though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Hey, 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 we're so pumped to have you here. You guys, if you're not, if you don't already have a notepad out or a pen, you need to do so right now. Because I am also really looking forward to learning from the guest that we have today. He is a wealth of knowledge, but more importantly, just his humility is something I know will come through the mic and through the conversation today. I'm um, so grateful to get to know you more, Justin, and more so just grateful that Mike Zeller connected us and uh, see what God's got in store for this conversation is something I've been looking forward to all day long. So yeah. welcome, Dr. Justin Mosley, to the Fit and Faith podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: And I am um, really overjoyed because I know you have so much to give, um, but also like wisdom and joy and what I experienced most at our mastermind um, was just a sense of peace that I don't feel like a lot of people let precede them. Um, and so I'm excited to tap into that mindset. They call you the mindset doctor and how you've got into that place of just like peace in in the way that you carry yourself, even with all of of the incredible experience as a chiropractor, as a mindset coach, a high performance coach. I mean, your, your rap sheet's incredible. So, we're going to go through <laughs> all of that, but let's jump in. Let's do it. All right. So, you guys, Dr. Justin Mosley, right? The mindset doctor, he has the pod or the power of mindset summit. And this is the thing I want to start with. He believes that you are one mindset shift away from completely transforming your life. And I want to know where that revelation came from and how it's going to best serve each of your audience members, but also these ones.
1: Yeah. And so just a little bit of a background. I am a chiropractor by trade. My wife's a chiropractor as well, and she runs our practice now so I could do this full time and really follow the call that God has on my life. And really my intro into personal development for me came from Tony Robbins when I was 16. I read my first Tony Robbins book and it just really excited me to how you can change your life. Like you don't have to stay the same. You can rewrite the story of your life. And I believe that's what holds so many people back is it keeps them from getting what they want is the story they're telling themselves of why they can't have it. They make all the excuses and and then all the limiting beliefs they have keep them from getting what they want, Cause they bought into this old story, but you have the power to change. You have the power in a moment to make a shift and completely change your life.
0: It's so good. And that is, you know, this concept of evolving. I, I really love, but it's this knowing that like in this present moment, you have a choice, you have a choice to lean in to those limiting beliefs and allow them to control the next step or to release them and step into your power, step into your authority, step into your calling, step into your value, all which are predestined, literally based on your creation, based on the God within you and the God who created you. Um, and I, I think Tony Robbins is brilliant. I've actually had some weeping, sobbing experiences with Tony, not in person. I got to get to one of his events one day, but um, through the Netflix one that he had out, I think it was maybe last year or the year before. Um, and, and I really came into the knowing of, of what a powerhouse we all are. Honestly, we all have this same ability to help others unlock their greatness. Um, So I'd love to hear like, before you were the mindset doctor, before you were the chiropractor, how are you raised? Like what helped you to lead into the place that you are today and that becoming story?
1: Yeah. And I think it goes back for me. I went to a private Christian school. So God, Jesus has always been a part of my life. And really, that's where I learned the heart of service mm. and serving others and making a difference. And I remember I was actually a senior in high school. A friend of ours passed away from cancer. Mm. And this was back early 2000s. This childhood cancer wasn't a common thing. So he was the only kid we knew growing up that had cancer. But I remember when he passed away, he was part of the baseball team with us. We went to the baseball field and we all were just celebrating his life. And I remember saying right there, one day I'm going to come back and I'm just going to serve this community because I was so blessed growing up here in the, in the school and the community that I was in one day, I'm going to come back and I'm just going to serve. I don't, don't know what that looks like, but I'm just going to give. And, um, there's a lot of changes from what I thought that looked like along the <laughs> yeah. way, but it's, it's being open to, again, the call that God has on your life and just being open to changing directions if you need to change directions to walk out that calling.
0: I was giving this example the other day. It's just like we, you know, Jesus, take the wheel, right? That's the Carrie Underwood song that's so famous and so popular, but the imagery is really powerful. And I always say that we're like the navigator of our life, right? Like God has the wheel. Oftentimes we try to take over, we think we're in control. But when he's driving, he's like, let's detour today. We're going to detour over here. And you're thinking, wait, no, like that's not the path we had planned. We already discussed that we were going to Disney World. And now you're trying to take me to the alligator farm. I don't (laughs) want go to the alligator farm, right? Like that doesn't sound nearly as thrilling. And there's always plan and process that we can't possibly fathom or understand. But ultimately, when we get to the destination that he has, whether vision casted with us, dreamed on behalf of us, um, pre-planned, obviously, that's a part of of his creation. It ultimately is all going to serve for us, our best self, our goodness, our purpose, and beyond ourself, His purpose. And I think so many times when we're visioning, we're envisioning something, we're thinking about something, we're planning something, we're positioning everything in a selfish realm rather than a selfless realm. And I love that you you started with service because ultimately, I think that's what the power of mindset is—less about us and being able to help serve others based on our unlock. Um, so I'm excited as you're going through that, knowing that it started, one, in your faith, because that was something that was not the case for me. I, um, I didn't come into my faith until later in life, uh, like five years ago, actually. Yeah. And at that time is when God got a hold of my mind and was able to shift everything that I learned to that point, not null and void, but instead to evolve it to serve his purpose rather than my own. Uh, So how often do you serve people who are in their faith, out of their faith, faithless, if you will. <laughs> well, Yeah.
1: And now, so I'll kind of back up to get to where I am now too, yeah. because even I started my chiropractic clinic based on two things. Yeah. One, one was Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. Yeah. So we knew we we're just going to get out in the community and serve. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was the Ziegler quote, get any you want life up enough others get what they want. Mm -hmm. which is again, another act of service. So we started our clinic back in 2012. And then I'm going to fast forward to 2018. Life was great. We had a thriving practice, helping lots of people. I was living my purpose. I was making a difference. And then I went on a whitewater rafting trip. It was actually a men's retreat that we went on and went whitewater rafting. And I had a near death accident. The, The raft actually flipped over And I got trapped underneath the rapid. And the last thing I remember thinking to myself was, I'm not coming back up. And then everything just went black. And then everything went bright white. And it was the most peaceful feeling I'd ever felt in my life. Like, I just want to stay here. Peace, joy, everything was in that moment. And then I heard this voice that said, wake up. And in that moment, I came back to reality. And I was trapped between two rocks under the water. And I tried to push and I didn't move. I was stuck. And Mm -hmm. thankfully, adrenaline kicked in and I was able to push hard enough that I broke the buckle on my life jacket and was able to float to the top and actually breathe again. And after that, it shook me. Uh, We all think about our purpose and question, like, why are we here? But in that moment, I asked myself a powerful question. Why am I still here? Mm -hmm. Because things could have been completely different in that moment. And as I begin to process that, because I went back to my purpose, Hey, I'm living that. But what I realized is I was living my purpose, but I was playing way too small. And that's for all of us. I believe we get comfortable in life and God has plans for us that are bigger than anything we can think, see, or imagine. So we just need to let go of what we think this is supposed to look like and ask, Hey God, what do you have in store for my life? And Again, that was a perfect analogy for, I mean, the the water was calm. We were just cruising along. That's where life was. Things were comfortable. Then we hit the rapids and that's where everything changed for me. And I believe that everyone in life, we get too comfortable and you don't have to have a near death experience to change. And, but a lot of you right now, you're dying a slow death in your business, in your relationships, in life, in general, because you're not walking out the calling that God has for your life. And for me, that's why I'm on a mission right now to help people exchange their comfort for their calling mm. because we got to step out of our comfort zone and into the call that God has in our life, because that's when you truly live out your purpose. So mm. that fast forward to what I'm doing now. I, that was in 2018 and 2019. I asked myself, well, if money wasn't an issue, if I could do anything I wanted. What would I do? That brought me joy and made an impact. And I was like, I just want to put out content on mindset and personal growth and development. It changed my life. I know it will change other people's, but I was like, I don't even know if anybody's going to listen. So I'm just going to start putting stuff out there. So in March of 2020, I started a Facebook group and just started interviewing people like this and just giving content and just serving. And it quickly grew. It grew to a thousand people within the first month. And I was like, all right, people are listening. Uh, at the time, I was actually coaching other chiropractors because they would come to me and be like, hey, you guys have had success. I'm struggling. Can you help me? And I realized it was never their business. It was never their systems, their procedures. It was always their level of mindset or growth and development. So once they, they shifted their mindset and started working on personal development, their businesses started to grow. So fast forward to what I'm doing now, I get to help people step into their power. And actually live with more passion, more purpose, more peace, and more profits. So that's what I love to do every single day because I know it's a calling that God has in my life.
0: That's incredible. And I am so glad that the word peace has come up so many times. And I literally sense that from you. So like, what a character trait to carry with from God, like himself. Um, I think it's so it literally precedes you. So whatever that sensation is that you feel on the inside, know that it it precedes you everywhere you go. I think what's really...
1: Yeah. I, was, yeah, I want to thank you for that, because and that's that's not always how it has been, because I got yeah. caught in the trap of building a business. And what most entrepreneurs do is that constant striving mm-hmm. and that wanting to do more and be more and have more. But I got to this place of, no, I'm just going to surrender it all and say, God, where do you want me to go next? Because I've been there where I tried to go a certain direction and God was like, no, no. You need to come over here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm trying to,
1: yeah, as much as I can stay in the moment and ask his direction of where to go next.
0: And honestly, Justin, that was one of the most impactful conversations that I had that entire retreat. I came back uh, to my team that Monday and we were sitting there and by the end of the conversation, everyone was weeping, not much unlike the the retreat that we were on. But when we were sitting at that final couch conversation about, we just had all of this wealth of information. You guys, I took 55 pages of Google Doc notes. Okay, 55. And I was like, holy cow, my mind is moving a million miles a minute, pretty much as fast as my mouth, which is pretty hard hard to do and I'm sitting there and Justin goes well two other one other person went then Dr. Justin goes and then somebody else and then myself and when he went he said well, I'm just going to like take all this information and I'm just going to like present it to my mentor. And I'm going to just, you know, sit with it and see what happens. And I'm over here with like a map, right? Like I've got every step. I know where I'm going. I know what minute I'm going to go there. And I was also super perplexed. I'm like, what do you mean? You have another mentor besides our coach that we just invested in to be here? Like, who is this person? I need to know this person. So I'm like, well, who's your other mentor? And he's like, Um, God. And I was like, Oh, gosh. And I immediately was just like stunned to silence again, rare for me, that it had me completely reprocessing this entire plan and math that I had created. Another person went and it was my turn. And I'm like, completely wrecked. I'm like, well, great. Everything that I was going to say is out the window. And I need to do the exact same thing. And uh, I think that it's just so critical. It's again, it's a mindset thing. And what has emerged from that is to be able to operate joyfully. For me, Mm it's less peace is amazing. It's a fruit of the spirit. It comes. But joy for me is the place that I want people to see and witness and also taste and, and experience in their entrepreneurial journey because I don't think they do it enough. They get into the weeds. they get into the overwhelm, they get into the achievement, they get into the comparison, and all of the limiting beliefs, right? They're not worthy enough. There's imposter syndrome, there's all this stuff. So talk to us about that side of it, the, the side of all of the limiting beliefs, literally, and my coaching session, these are literally three from each person of limiting beliefs that they can't do the thing that they're called to do. It's a hmm. real thing. Anxiety, yeah. suicidal ideation, self-worth, body image addiction. How do you, how do you get past that?
1: Right. Yeah. And it, it is literally rewriting the story. And before we get to that, just the joy piece that you talked about, just so you got a lot of followers, I'm sure that never had the pleasure of meeting you in person. But when I got to meet you, I felt the joy that comes from you. The same thing, the the joy that we see on social media is real in your personal life. So I wanted to point that out because that is hard to find. There's so many facades out on social media that it looks a certain way, but it's really not like that in person and you embody joy. So I wanted to acknowledge that for sure.
0: Thank you. So sweet.
1: But yeah, when it comes to limiting beliefs, the first thing I think everyone needs to realize that is it's okay to have limiting beliefs. You're not alone. Everyone has them. So even for me, when I first started going online, so I had to make a complete shift because in practice, I'd already scaled my practice. I was no longer physically practicing. So I got off of social media because I didn't want people wanting to come see me. I wanted to be about the clinic and what God's doing there. So I shifted gears and had to go put myself out there online. And the limiting beliefs came. Well, I don't know if people are going to listen. Maybe I'm going to sound stupid. Nobody's going to like this. All that stuff came up. But what I like to say is you have to speak louder than the voices in your head, because and that's why I love going back to the word, because the word is full of positive affirmations that show us who we are and who who's we are and who we are. So when we start to believe who we really are, then we can speak louder than those little voices that are trying to stop us because the voices are always going to be there. I have a friend who's part of a high level mastermind. It's uh, for people that have like hundred million dollar companies, CEOs, owners, things like that. They spend a lot of time working on the limiting beliefs because they're always going to be there. Let's say you overcome whatever's going on now and you go to a new level Well, you're going to be like, okay, well, God did this. What else can he do? But we're going to start doubting that. We're going to start to have this unbelief come up because it's new to us. Anything new, we start to question it. But again, if we can speak loud to ourselves and those voices we hear, that's when you can actually have the faith to step forward and take action.
0: Yeah, that is so powerful, you guys. You have to speak louder than the voices in your head and go back to the word to discover who and whose you are. Because those are the affirmations that we have to stand on every single day, knowing that it doesn't matter what success looks like to you or what level you're at. Anyone that you're talking to everyone can raise their hand to the emotion that you're likely feeling or the mindset that you're likely battling. And so I love that you, you equipped yourself to get to this place. I mean, literally you all, he's spent over $500,000 in personal growth for himself He's read over 2000 personal development growth books. And I just want to sit and read like I am such a reader, but I am in the stage of life with little kids that reading is n- in not going to happen unless I'm on vacation or I've locked myself in a closet. And even then it's like unlikely. So I want to know when you had time to read all of these books and how how are like or not how when you had time and what are some of your favorites?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. That's a question I get all the time. So average 100 books a year for the last five years or more. And people are like, how do you do that? Well, I use what Tony Robbins calls net time. So no extra time. If I'm driving, I could be listening to an audio book uh if i'm helping my wife with things around the house could be listening to an audiobook so i do a lot of them by audiobook now uh, i have taken speed reading courses as well so i can read through books a lot faster than the average person but on average i listen to an audiobook at twice the speed some i can get all the way up to 3x and here's a here's a, a hack for that if you listen to books with headphones you can actually process it at a higher speed if you're trying to listen it through your phone or through your car speakers at a, high, at a higher speed, it's harder to process. So if you How want to get through a book faster, yeah, listen it. Listen through your headphones. You can actually process it a lot faster. But the reality is, is like even let's say you're driving 30 minutes a day. If you're listening to it at twice the speed, you basically got an hour worth of reading that day just listening in a car. Well, that's that's so five good. days a week. That's hey. five hours.
0: Have you ever tried the app Blinkst have you heard I have not
1: I've heard about that, but no, I haven't okay. tried that one. So
0: I, I love, I love books, and and I haven't had the time to do it. And and I would say that I definitely have the Tony Robbins net time. I am constantly listening, right. Clubhouse has infiltrated its way into my podcast and yes. Audible app, which is a, a balanced balance thing that I have to figure out a little bit here. Um, but it's this realization that this Blinked app allows you to download the same book that you would listen to in entirety, and it gives you basically the Cliff Notes version that I or Spark Notes is what I used to use when I was in high school and college, yeah. and it gives you that fifteen minute version of the biggest takeaways of the book. So you haven't read the book in its entirety, but you've understood the concepts, at least to the point that you can in 15 minutes versus what would be five hours. Um, But I've really enjoyed it because on Clubhouse, everyone's dropping these book titles all the time. I'm like, my library is huge. I cannot possibly do all of this, Uh, especially in the midst of still wanting to activate in what I learn. So I'm curious when you do you have like a note taking strategy or how does it like deposit to the point where you get to activate?
1: Yeah. And that's a great point, though, that 15 minute book summary, because one of the biggest things I learned from reading so many books is books really only have three to five main points. They're trying to get across anyways. The rest of the book is just filler. I mean, the author starts with like, these are the points I want to make. And then how do I fill up each chapter to make that point? So that's a perfect way to do it if you can just shrink it down into 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, I really um, liked it.
1: But yeah, for me, I I am just an audible learner that's how I I made it through most of college and grad school without even taking notes. Like I hate to write down and like actual write physical notes, but just processing it audibly, I can just do that naturally. So that just comes natural to me. Um, I do make notes because I like to make a lot of content off the stuff I read too. So I open Evernote in my phone and I'll write down um, on audible. I will actually save like, Uh, a note in the book and say, this is what I liked about this section, so I can remember to go back to that. Uh, But yeah, for me, I just, I I love, I'm very audible and visual learner. So that, that works really well for me.
0: I love that. I think it's incredible. And I know that anytime I'm picking up a book, whether I take away the whole book and I'm like, this book was amazing, or I'm like, this concept is really good. All right, I know, I know commercials are the worst, but this one you cannot skip over. Listen, really quick, if you are a kingdom leader, visionary, creator, influencer, or entrepreneur, this is not only an opportunity for you to come together with like-hearted and like-minded people, it's also an opportunity to discover, design, and deploy your business from the inside out, to have a place of confidence, clarity, and conviction in your calling. The Kingdom Clubhouse Conference is happening in North book Virginia on September 30th for all of you VIPs I know you want the extra access come on September 30th that also includes all of your hotel stay so that's incredible but if you want to just be here and experience the fullness of every keynote speaker every artist on October 1st and October 2nd whether in person or virtual of course nowadays everything is offered virtual so this is a hybrid experience but I can assure you if you are in the comfort of your own home tuning into this this same exact transformation is going to occur because we are coming into the screens. We are coming into your homes with the heart of heaven, and I cannot wait for you to have access to it. Go to kingdom-clubhouse.com. That's it, kingdom-clubhouse.com. and have the transformation before we even get activated with these people who are coming together to serve you in such a unique way. We have artists and speakers from across the nation with millions and millions of followers and millions of millions of dollars that are going to help activate you with truth through your identity, through your being and your brand and your business. Come on, y'all. Do it right now. Kingdom-Clubhouse.com. Even if you want to pause the podcast, that's okay. No, just kidding. Keep going. Keep going. The podcast is so good now i don't know that i saw on your bio are you yet an author
1: i'm in the process i actually co-wrote a book with mike and then i have another one that's in the works too
0: amazing is the co-written one already published
1: it's not we went through traditional publisher yeah and it's taken forever
0: oh yeah so yeah that's been a
1: long process we thought are you gonna gonna self-publish the next one I think so because of just the process we had to go through for this one.
0: Yeah. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people transitioning to that now, especially as self-publishing is becoming easier through Amazon and things like that, that there's, a nicer royalties, because you're not sharing it with someone, but additionally, just the time frame. I think, for me, I've been writing a book, gosh, for three years, and it feels like this is the longest process ever. And I am a, I'm like, I need activation, but I also want output. Like, I'm like, let's make this happen. Right. But I found a lot of it. And it is this thing in correlation to what God has in store for us as well, is that that pace, even though it's not the planned pace I have, it's, it's been his pace the whole time, um, mm. that I'm ready for it to come only because I know that it, I have learned what I needed to learn in the writing process, not from writing, but from the message. Like I feel completely healed by the story rather than I was writing from a place of wound in the beginning. Mm,
1: and so I, I know that.
0: that it's time for people to, to get it because I feel whole.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and writing is a very intimate thing, but just like this, the content you put out, your social media posts, it's all a version of creation for you. And a lot of it is, it's our own journey. We're sharing the stuff either we went through or the things that, that God's working in our own hearts to share with someone else. Cause we never know how it's going to speak to someone. I remember even when I was in chiropractic school, I went and met with this, uh, he was a leader of this mega church down in Atlanta. And just talking to him, I was like, do you feel pressure, like having to speak to this many people every Sunday? And he said, no, he said, my job is not to speak to their hearts. My job Mm -hmm. is to share the message that God has on my heart and he'll do the work of actually activating it within them. And I thought that was really powerful. It's the message, whether it's in a book, in the social media post, sharing our own heart can speak to the heart of somebody else.
0: Yeah. And how much more free does that feel?
1: Right, yeah, that feels the so off. much
0: easier. Like God's got it, right? I don't have to do it. I'm just sharing what He's teaching me in this current season, or what He has taught me in the past. I wanted to circle back because I think your your story um, is a vulnerable one, and being underwater, being stuck underwater during the rock part of the rapids, right, and having probably people yelling your name. And yet there was this sense of peace and joy and the spirit being filled in that moment, but simultaneously calling you to action is I think that this is a place a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are stuck. Um, When you talk about complacency, I feel like that is a comfort zone. It also is a call to mediocrity. Um, and mediocrity is, is not fun. Like at the end of the day, there's this sense of void. And so as you like surface and you came back into your life, realizing that I'm still alive, I'm still here with purpose and you shifted and all the things, how do you feel like your servanthood to other people? Cause it sounds like you've always been a server anyway. How did that shift? How did that shift overall? I have like a granular question, but I'm going to keep it. Yeah,
1: it, it really because I processed it for a while that happened in 2018 and it wasn't until the end of 2019. I knew God specifically said like, you're here for more, you're going to make a bigger impact. But I had no idea what that looked like. So I just kept showing up. Okay, God, where are we going with this? But I think that's where a lot of people do. We put so much pressure on ourselves. I haven't achieved enough. I haven't done enough. And that's where we we feel mediocre. Well, it doesn't have to be that because you could act living purpose and still have that feeling. It's not a mediocre, it's not a less than, but you know that God has called you for something more. And I think a lot of us get to that place and we feel, we kind of put ourselves down. Like, why do we feel this way? When really, it's like, no, it's like God's inviting us to step up, step into this calling that he has for us. We've limited it because we can't think as big as God can. We say, no, we've hit the pinnacle. We've cl- we've scaled the mountain and we're at the top. Life should be great. Well, no, maybe there's another mountain that says, God's saying, come over here. Let's go do this. Let's impact these people in this way. So for me, it took a while to process, okay, I know I'm called to make a bigger impact. I just didn't know how. So, But I kept showing up, kept praying about it, meditating on it. And God revealed to me, no, this is the direction you're going to go. And for me, it came to what came easy. It went back to looking at my life, like what made a difference to me along the way. The study I did on mindset and personal growth, it just was what I loved. So then God was like, okay, I want you to share that. It wasn't like you have to go find a new profession or go find. I didn't even step into this world to be a coach or to start a business doing this. It just happened by chance. And I just went literally just to serve. I'm going to put out stuff. People are going to love it. I just knew that that's what God had called me to. And even when I launched my first mastermind, I had no list. I had no launch strategy. I'd been showing up consistently. And I just said, hey, I'm I'm launching this mastermind. If you want to know more about it, let's jump on a call. And it sold out within the first week because it was God's plan. It wasn't my plan.
0: That is powerful, y'all. I hope everyone is listening to that and getting affirmation in your own life, right? It's just knowing that we can create something brand new. And that something brand new often will feel hard. And if there's like a lot of tension, if there's a lot of stress in that, it's not in that his burden is light, right? It's not in the same component of will. And I think we can curate and it might turn out okay. But what are you giving up in order to create the thing that he's already called you to do that he's already equipped you to do? That's the coolest part about it is that you're already equipped for it and you don't have to be striving to satisfy the calling. And so as you're talking about comfort and mediocrity, I had done a run with my little guy, um, a couple of, it was probably a couple months ago and, uh, I was listening to the clubhouse while I was running and also with the little neighborhood kids and they were all on their bikes and I was setting out for what was going to be a three mile. I never go beyond three miles. Like that's the limit. I'm good. Anytime I've done 3.1, I've failed. Okay. No, no joke. So I'm listening to clubhouse and my son who's cold, he doesn't have shoes on. He's like a little Mowgli anyway. He's like, mom, I'm I'm really cold. I want to turn around. Meanwhile, I'm just getting like into the quarter mile mark. I'm like, dude, I'm just getting started here. I need your motivation. I need your energy. Like you are not cold. I'm hot. So you've got to be hot too. And he's like, I want to go back. And so I was like, let's get uncomfortable. Let's get uncomfortable. You can do it. You can do it. And so I start like cheerleading and I'm literally doing arm motions and he's like, Oh, I don't want to go. I want to go back. And so by the end of it, the words that God like deposited into my soul for him and for others is that you're a converter. Like you're a converter of people's complacency. You're going to take them from the couch and you're going to convert them into energy. You're going to convert them into joy. You're going to convert them into the calling. And so I've really been holding tight to that ever since. Which, by the way, I went from what was three miles to eight miles. It was the furthest I've ever ran in my entire life. Legitimately, I was shocked by myself. And I just kept hearing that in my spirit. And so what I thought I couldn't, I could only based on the fact that he was converting my energy right there in that moment to say, Um, I convert you and therefore you can help convert them. And to give that to people is no different than anybody's calling. It doesn't make it more important, more validated, a higher calling. Like we're all in this together for his glory. And I think it's just so neat how he he equips us in the process. Like you didn't know you were going to be serving from 200 or 100 books a year, 2000 books read into serving the way that you're doing it now.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, your heart is a lot along mine of just that helping people step into their calling because I believe people do settle for less than what they're capable of. And a lot of that is, and again, if you're listening to this, you could feel like I'm walking out my purpose. I'm doing what God's called me to do. I was in that same place, but then I realized, unfortunately I had to go through a near death experience, but it revealed to me, you are living your purpose, but you're playing life way too small. And the world doesn't need you to play small. It needs you to show up big because I know for me, I don't want to get into the end of my life and realize I could have done so much more. So step out of that comfort zone, exchange your comfort for your calling, because yeah. that's when you can change lives, make a difference, live in that place. You're full of joy because you know you're doing what God's called you to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's definitely like a congruency that happens when you get into that zone. It's like that sweet spot that people will talk about. Or for me in that experience, a runner's high where like I went right past the pain. And and I forever was like, those runners are crazy. I literally stood on the sideline my entire life cheering for the half marathon and the marathon runners that ran by our front of our neighborhood. I would go out really early and I would just be the cheerleader. Be so proud of my mom and dad. And like they look like they're in so much pain. But I'm like, you guys are great. Keep going, right? Like you're awesome. And I never understood what that runners high meant or how it felt. And I will tell you, I haven't ran eight miles since. I haven't even ran three miles since. But the fact that I got to experience it, it was my like near death experience, right? Is I was like, I'm, I cannot breathe. I'm having this terrible side cramp. There's no way I'm going to keep going. And then Laura Wild jumps on and she's an NBA like um, coach and player towards the women's NBA. And I was like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. And I just let somebody else's mind. I borrowed their mentality for a little bit. That I could believe in myself, and I've never said this out loud. But isn't borrowing my mentality, borrowing your mentality, exactly what people are doing to break past that barrier of comfort?
1: Mm, Absolutely, that's coaching. That's yeah, that's something I do with my clients. Is because we only have our own perspective and our own point of view. So we kept we keep doing the same things over and over. Well, if you want more confidence, why don't you borrow somebody? Who do you look up to who's more confident? Or you want to be a better speaker? you can watch YouTube videos. You can, you can see how people move on stage and how to use their body and use their inflection. And you can borrow that for them. And the more you practice it, it becomes part of you.
0: You can Mm. increase your
1: confidence. You can increase your joy. You can increase everything, anything you want by borrowing it from somebody else. I love that. It's
0: so good. It's so good. And knowing, obviously you've helped 2,500 entrepreneurs break through their current barriers to unlock their full potential and their deepest desires. And I think, One, that's a lot of people, so that's kudos, that's incredible, and two, it's the knowing that there's this massive ripple effect that takes place, a ripple effect that you might never get to see. And I think a lot of people look at impact and they wanna see huge numbers. They wanna see 25 million, right? Or they wanna see that there's so many listeners that the whole device just breaks down and you just tech glitch because there's that many people on Zoom. That's not always the way God works. And mm-hmm. he happens in the whisper just as much as he happens in the roar. And I think what we fail to for, to remember is that it might not be even in our flesh and our breath our, here on earth that the massive ripple effect takes place. Because you could be affecting a father of a David, right, that you never get to meet. And I think when we talk about the one and affecting the one and we go leave the 99 for the one, as the, the gospel says, but it's, it's hard to wrap our head around sometimes because there are people who hit the 25 million. And so tell us from a mindset perspective as you're searching and helping all these people, what is your mentality from a self perspective as you touch other lives?
1: Yeah, and there's, there's a quote, it's by a chiropractor, the, actually the developer of Chiropractic, B.J. Palmer. He said, you never know how much you, what you say, think or do today can affect the lives of millions tomorrow. And it's so true. It's like, you never know who you're going to impact. There's probably a lot of people that, that watch your podcast and everything that you do all the time, and it means something to them and they never reach out to tell you. And so you'll never know the impact you had, but you're still making it. So that's the biggest piece for people. If you start putting yourself out there and you want to help people, don't get caught up on the numbers because you never know how many other people you're helping and you'll never know about it. And remember, I clearly had a vision that I want to help over a million people better their lives. And on my I, I ran a summit, virtual summit, the power of mindset. And I interviewed David Meltzer and he had the vision of he wants to help a billion people. But he has it broken down. He's like, if I help a thousand people and they help a hundred people and he had this multiplication process of, I help these people help others. And then it just multiplies.
0: Oh, that gives me chills.
1: Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's like, Hey, we're here to, to spread love, spread joy, spread a message that makes an impact without caring of, Hey, it's not a one-to-one. It's not, Hey, I reached a hundred people today, a thousand people, a million people. No, it's like, what? What did I put out that made a difference in somebody's life today? Yeah. And that's all it's about.
0: And that is also leans itself to the biblical understanding of his principle of multiplication. And he will multiply it. It's not in our flesh or our fixing or our creating or our planning or our checklist checking that we're going to multiply the thing that he has already planned. You could literally run yourself into a wall a thousand times and become insane by doing the same thing and expecting a different result. But if you can just stay in that zone of peace, like we talked about with you or that zone of joy that I talk about, it's the knowing that we get to do this and we get to do it seamlessly without all of this effort. I can totally, totally tell the day that I've been existing in my zone of genius, what my demeanor is when I walk through the door with my kids. Versus if I have been in a zone of overwhelm and out of alignment with my zone of genius, I walk in and I feel like I have a thousand more things to do. I feel irritable. I don't feel like I feel complacent. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get all of this done. But when I am doing the thing I'm meant to do, I go home in such peace, even though my to-do list doesn't go away, right? Yeah, right I just right. impacted the one or the five or the 10 that God's gifted me for that day. So I love that perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and it's important for everyone to know too. It's like, I'm not in peace at all times. You're not in joy at all times, but there's, there's just an awareness. We can be aware of, hey, I'm moving away from joy. I need to correct and get back into joy. And then when you do that, then like you said, even the time with your family changes because you're, you're aware of that. So many people aren't aware. They just go through the same cycle every single day from the way they wake up, they turn over and they hit the alarm. They go fix their breakfast, the way they drive to work, their whole day is pretty much the same every single day, but they expect a different result.
0: Yes. That's the definition of insanity. It literally is.
1: Yeah. How am I going to catch myself? and be like, No, I'm going to live in peace today. I'm going to yeah. live. I'm going to make a difference today and just keep reminding yourself of that.
0: And another way that I love to do it and even experience joy, and I'm sure there's specific ways that you experience peace, whether it's that meditation or that prayer or worship um, and putting that into your schedule is giving myself excitement or joy like scheduled into my day, it brings me the excitement of knowing that even though in entrepreneurship, it's hard, you guys, there's definitely pieces that are not in joy. I'm like, I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to write this email. I don't want to send this invoice. I don't want to do all those medial things that that create and compound to a, a really big to do list. However, I know that if two hours later, I'm gonna go get to get lunch with one of my girlfriends or I'm gonna have a, a coaching call that is just, I'm gonna to get to pour out everything that I've been poured into the last couple of um, prayer sessions or quiet times or church services with somebody. It feels so good to know that I can get through this because when I get to that, I'm gonna feel refueled. And so sometimes you do have to grit your teeth and do it. And And I don't want people to think that there's a false like, oh, everything I do is rainbows and butterflies, even though everything I do is rainbows. That is true. It's not all butterflies. So um, I just think that there is an important piece, and I love that you shared that. It's not all peace. It's not all joy. But there there is that alignment zone of getting back into that place and scheduling it out. I think also understanding that surprise is a huge part of that. And nobody is willing to be be surprised anymore. Nobody is willing to adjust that schedule of what they're doing day in and day out because it feels like they're in control. You're never actually in control, even when you feel like you're in control. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love for you to, i love for you to speak to like a daily routine or the things that you add into your schedule to help these high achievers. Cause I know entrepreneurs in general are high achievers. How do you help them release and get back into that zone of genius?
1: Yeah. So morning and evening routines are very important. And the way you start your day is, I mean, the way you start your morning is the way you start your day. So by having a powerful morning routine, but the way you start your evening is the way you start your life. Because the evening actually affects your subconscious mind. So if you fall asleep, just watching TV, hopefully not the news, things like that, you're actually imprinting messages into your subconscious mind. But instead, maybe you meditate, maybe you prayer devotional before you go to bed. You do positive affirmations before you go to bed. You can actually start to rewire your subconscious mind to believe those affirmations. And it all comes down to an identity, and that's a big part of my story, too. Like I was a successful chiropractor and I did that for years and I actually blew my shoulder out adjusting to the point where I physically couldn't lift my arm. And There was a dark period there where I had lost an identity because my identity was I am a chiropractor and I physically can't do that anymore. I can't help people It's like, well, why am I put here? I'm sort of questioning my purpose. But the reality is, it's because I, my identity was in being a chiropractor. And when I came to the realization that chiropractor is not who I am, that's what I do. And then you start to get deeper in, well, who am I really? And there's a lot of people here. I think there's freedom in this. If you can get away from the identity of a label of who your job is or the role in your family, whatever label you've put on yourself and realize that's not who I am, who you are is deeper. And when you can get in touch with who you are, then you can shift your identity into who you need to become to become the person that can accomplish what you want to accomplish.
0: That is so so good. You're so right. And I think ultimately every limiting belief, every mindset battle that people have is an identity issue. Like it all goes back to that. I definitely struggled with labels and people pleasing and comparison and like body image issues, all of these different things. And if I strip them all back, it comes down to fear comes down to shame and it comes down to a lack of identity, a lack of what you said at the beginning, the who and whose you are, because if you're aligned to that, God is peace and he is joy and he is every other fruit of the spirit, kindness, goodness, forbearance, self-control, all of that stuff. And if that is him, then that is you. And so I think that those affirmations are amazing. I also love that evening routine concept. Um, I can give a quick example as a mom uh, who who I was like so ready for like bedtime routine. Okay, we did back in the day. We did bed. What was it? It was bath, bottle or booby. Sorry, Justin. Um, (laughs) Book and then bed. And so when they I would do those things and I would expect, okay, they're going to go to sleep. And as an infant, I had them on a pretty good routine. They would do that. But as my son got older and TV got a part of that conversation or sports got a, a part of that conversation, bedtimes shifted. Play happened more. Wrestling with daddy when it was time to go to bed happened. It was time to go to sleep. And he was actually experiencing night terrors. And we were going through all of this trauma of like, how do we get him out of it? It was petrifying. We were losing sleep. We felt like we had an infant again. I've had a sleep coach. I've had a parent coach, all this stuff to help. And we started to do meditation before bed. And I started to do yoga as a part of my 75 hard. So I had nothing to do with him, didn't even think about it. And then we would start doing these little meditation apps and he would sleep like so soundly. And I couldn't believe what the transition was. He was actually asking me to do it. Are we going to do that thing again tonight? Are we going to lay down and do that thing again? And this kid is million miles a minute, if you know Cooper. So it was amazing to witness, and I. I never really considered how the evening routine had gotten so far out of alignment with what it was from when we were little um, to letting the world dictate how we were going to go to bed every night based on time.
1: Right. Yeah. And meditation has been huge for me too. And I was always the high, high performance person. I got to get more done. I don't have time to meditate. And there's a, there's a saying within meditation, if you don't have an hour to meditate, you need to meditate for two hours. So it's like, you need to make the time.
0: That's good. And
1: Really, it can start as, as little as five minutes, 15 minutes, 20, yeah. an hour, whatever it is for you. It allows you to connect with yourself mm-hmm. and connect with the purpose and what God's called you to do. So good. And I think really tapping into that intuition, be able to hear the voice of God and not, not an audible voice, but connecting with the spirit and having him speak to you comes. I mean, the word says. Meditate on my day, on my word day and night. And that's a part of being quiet, being still and knowing that I am God comes from that quiet place, just shutting everything off, shutting the world off and being present.
0: You're so right. That's so good. And and I always go to these conversations with a desire for conviction. Like I'm learning, I'm taking notes in the chat. You can see all the notes I'm taking, but it's the knowing that like we constantly have an evolution. We constantly have the opportunity to evolve and become, and none of us are perfect. Um, none of us are perfect period. And so it's this knowing that like the day and night thing, I'm not so good at like I I'm in prayer, but am I in meditation? I think that there's a difference of like I prayed or I worship today versus I meditated. And I will say every time that I do take that time to meditate on the word specifically and actually get in the Bible, that time flies so fast and I don't want it to end. And so if we allocate that hour or that two hours or whatever it is, giving ourselves margin in that, I think is really critical because God might speak really quick or it might take a really long time to show up. And this is in business. This is in your family. This is in marital issues. This is in, in all, even the good things. He might wait. He might be holding out and it's still going to be that magnificent when it happens. But we are so eager and we're in such a microwave society that we're expecting it to happen again in our timing and it's not his timing. And so I just want to bring people ultimately back to his pace and realizing that one day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. It says this biblically, you guys, that if you blink your eyes, just like Justin did when he was beneath the rock, a thousand years transpired and a thousand years happened in one second. And he was like, Nope, I still need you. I need you to create that ripple effect that I've made you for that. I've purposed you for, but it took him almost a year and a half to come to the place of actually activating to say, okay, I'm going to do this thing that I don't really know what it looks like. And so helping people to discover that there is more to it and clarity is a part of action. Correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it all goes back to the comfort zone that we kept talking about is first realizing that you are playing too small. You have, you have gotten comfortable and it's not about doing more. It's about becoming more and really just letting go of this striving and having to do but becoming the person that God has put you here to be. And then you can do what God has put you here to do. And, but it, but it it can feel uncomfortable because it's stepping out of a comfort zone. I mean, I remember even going through college, I, I am a natural introvert, actually severely introverted. I remember I took a speech class, got in front. I was staring at my notes. My hands were shaking. My voice was shaking. And I was like, I'm never going to talk in front of people again. But then I had this calling in my life to speak to people. So it was more important for me to step out of my comfort zone and overcome that fear because I knew that there was a calling. Had I never overcame that fear and just accepted, you know what? I'm an introvert. I'm not me- meant to speak to people. I never would have been able to impact the people I am today. So again, it goes back to exchange your comfort for your calling.
0: That is so epic. Is that the next name of your book? Because it should be.
1: I think so. It's it's going to oh, be, love it. I've been, I've been really leaning into that a lot lately Uh. and and, uh, yeah, working with a lot of clients on that. And it's, it's, it's it's definitely been a God thing. God is yeah. blessing blessing that in this it's time. It's right
0: really now. good. And that quote that you just said about becoming, my book is is planned to be titled, hopefully coming out this fall, Always Becoming. And so yeah. you said, not about doing more, it's about becoming more. Become what you were meant to be so you can do what you are meant to do. Mm. And I might have to quote you in my book. <laughs> I'm like, this love is it. From- I love it. like to testify. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. And so what I believe is is just the calling on so on everybody's life. Right. Don't do just be. But in that being, there's a becoming like you're not going to get to that place where like I am because the only I am is him. He is the only I am. And so that's where you don't classify yourself as I am any title or I am any place. You're only an I am. I am a son or I am a daughter. And that's the biggest identity piece that we just have to claim and stay cold in every single day.
1: And That's the hard part because we always try to make stuff happen. Even if it's trying to go after a calling, we try to make it happen. But when you can let go and let God, Mm -hmm. like even this conversation, we didn't talk about what we were going to say. We've never talked even on this level about this stuff, but we're in total congruency and total alignment. And God brought us together at the right time. Yeah. So that's what can happen in all areas of your life. If you surrender it and just follow the calling.
0: Mm, That word surrender is so powerful to me. I just got to speak about it actually at a conference this past weekend. And it was about the posture of your heart and being willing to submit. My husband and I always say that submission is victory. And a lot of people have such a hard time with that, especially women, especially women in marriage, because you're like, submission sounds like you're inferior as a guy. You're probably like, I'm not submitting. It sounds like a jujitsu move that I'm like Totally tapping out on I'm not gonna quit, right? Right. It's right. not about quitting. In my submission, I'm still doing, I'm still being, I'm still all of the things that I was before, but I am allowing God to supersede in the situation and say, God, you're in control. So I submit to your will rather than my design, because my design is faulty. It is built on sand. And I need you to come in and set this sturdy foundation, this rock for me to build, ultimately, not my thing, but his thing, his church. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause he can, he's got something better planned anyways. So it's going to yeah. be a lot bigger if you submit to his will for sure. Yeah.
0: So, so good. <laughs> Dr. Justin. it was incredible to have you. I want to ask like, finally, before you get off, when you're thinking about the title of this podcast, fit in faith, what does that mean to you?
1: Really? And I, I come from a personal trainer background too. So the Me discipline too. it takes to be fit applies to get rid of the workouts, get rid of all that, but in your faith, mm-hmm. have the same discipline in your faith that you would if you want to change your body. Mm-hmm. Because how much more important it is to change your mind to align with what God has for you.
0: There you go. The mindset doctor is out of the
1: house. You're
0: in the house for a while, but he's out now. Thank you so much for being here. How can people find you? Other, You have a podcast.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's not even officially yet. So I've been doing interviews in my Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group, Mindset Personal Growth Stuff. It's just the Mindset Doctor uh, community on amazing. Facebook or yeah, follow me Instagram, Dr. Justin Mosley. But yeah, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me.
0: It was amazing. You guys, all the links are in all the places. So you can just click and join him on the adventure and on his becoming process. Thanks again for being here. And you guys go get in touch with the Mindset Doctor. We all need one. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Hey y'all, it's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith_podcast underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Hey
1: everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast.
0: Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings.
1: The word Kynos means new. And that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith.
0: And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety.
1: To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.